1: Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today.
2: I want you to think about the members of Congress. The members of Congress are the ones that pass all those laws. They make up all the laws. And how many times have you seen, just in the last few months, laws that they have mandated, things that they have mandated... And a couple of months later, you see them breaking the very laws that they've asked us to live by. How many of you have seen that? You've seen it. But it's not just them. It's all of us. How many of you, be honest, you're in church? How many of you have ever got a speeding ticket? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you've ever got a speeding ticket. Mm Mm-hmm. How many of you, be honest, be honest. How many of you have ever texted while driving your car? Raise your hand, come on, come on, raise your hand. This next one's going to be hard for you to raise your hand on, but I want you to be truthful. How many of you, how many of you have ever ridden in the carpool lane and you're the only one in the car? Raise your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Romans 3 verse 20 says that no one will be declared righteous in his sight by observing the law. Rather, the law... We only become conscience of sin. All laws just prove that we're lawbreakers. It's like you ever drive down the street and they have this sign that tells you how fast you're driving. And just, you didn't feel bad at all till you saw that thing flashing. That law made you feel conscious of your sin. Not all laws are like that. However, I've got some good news here today. Romans 8, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, there is now... No condemnation for those of you who are in Christ Jesus because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law finds us guilty, but grace sets us free. There is no more guilt, no more condemnation, no more incrimination, no more remorse or regret There's no more of this falling short because I've been forgiven. I've been set free. I I, I no longer have this burden and the weight of the law and sin. Now I have joy. I have no condemnation. All because of God's amazing grace. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I can see Twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour i first believed Though many dangers toils and snares i've already come tis grace hath brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home this earth shall soon dissolve like snow the sun forbear to shine but god who called me here below will be forever mine And when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Oh, you ought to clap and rejoice and give God a witness for his amazing grace in our life. (laughs) Galatians 5.1 says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And then You need to stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. The third point is this quickly. The law is insufficient. It cannot save. Congress, first of all, we say, well, we're free, we can do whatever we want. Then they pass 200,000 laws telling us things we can't do. Why do they keep passing more and more laws? If they worked, we would all be perfect. But the law is insufficient. It cannot save. Grace, on the other hand, is all sufficient. It perfectly and completely saves. And this is vitally important for every person present, whether you're listening audibly or you're watching visually or participating with an interpreter. That the law is insufficient, it cannot save, but grace is all sufficient, it perfectly and completely saves. Go one chapter before to Galatians chapter 2. I want to read two verses, verse 15 and 16. It says, we who are Jews by birth and not the Gentile sinners, we know that a man is not justified by observing the law. But we're justified when we put our faith in Jesus Christ so we too remember the law just finds you guilty so we too have put our faith in christ jesus that we may be justified by faith in christ and not by observing the law because by observing the law no one is justified the very essence of the law is to find you guilty and the reason That this is so important. It's because most, most people believe that they're going to get to go to heaven one day based on their good deeds, their good works, living a good life and obeying most of the rules. We do funerals all the time. Every day we do a funeral around here. One of our pastors is doing a funeral every day, every week, somewhere. And usually there's someone living there who's really not lived for Jesus. They've just lived a life for themselves. And you've got to show up and try to figure out something good to say to them about them. (laughs) And all of their family members are crying and they all think, well, this person has to be in heaven. They were just too, they were too good a person. It's. A horrible position to be in as a a pastor who knows the truth of the gospel. Now, if there's a Christian, someone who's really truly lived for Jesus and has served God all their life, and we do that funeral, oh, that's like the greatest thing ever to do a funeral like that. That, That's the kind of funeral you want to be a part of. (laughs) Because you know where this person is for sure beyond a shadow of a doubt because they put their faith in Jesus Christ. And so, it might not be a stated belief. In other words, you might not verbally ever say, Yeah, I believe that the law is what saves. You might not say those words, but most people live their lives as though deep inside they have actually convinced themselves that doing good deeds or good works is what ultimately is going to get them into heaven. That's simply not true. There's an old illustration. If I had a check up here, a real check for $1 billion, and I said to you, I'm going to give this check to anybody here, I'll give a $1 billion, To anyone in this room who can swim from santa monica all the way to the hawaiian islands well some of you could swim 100 yards and that would be it for you and some of you really good swimmers like you're good in swimming you could swim five or ten miles maybe an olympian could swim 50 miles but your swimming ability is irrelevant because no one could swim 2,600 miles to the Hawaiian Islands. That is exactly why you take an airplane ride over there. (laughs) And in that same way, scripturally, no one is good enough. I don't care how good you are. No one is good enough to make it into heaven based on your good deeds. Heaven is far greater than that. You don't get to go to heaven based on your generosity. You don't get to go to heaven based on the fact that you spent your life here on this earth caring for the poor, or that you uh, say a lot of prayers every day, or that you read your Bible all the time. When communion comes, you take a couple of extra communion wafers. You don't get to be saved, go to heaven, just because you've been nice to your pastor, which you should always be nice to your pastor. You don't get to go to heaven because you held the door open for an elderly person. The only way anybody is saved is by understanding that your works cannot get you there. Instead, we see the work that Christ did on the cross, and we put our faith and trust in Jesus and in Jesus alone. That is what saves the person. And my last point, oh, get this. The law reveals the problem, and then the law reveals the solution to the problem. The law reveals the problem, and then the law reveals the solution. Oh, that's good. I have a little flashlight up here. Do you all see my flashlight? I should, use, I should use this every Sunday. Just trying to see who's sleeping up there. So there's a professor at Ozark Christian College named Kenny Bowles, and this is his illustration. And any time he was teaching about the law, he would always use a flashlight, and he used this analogy, and I want to share it with you. You're in your car; it's late at night, and uh, you're on a dark road, and your car breaks down in the middle of nowhere. You are in big trouble, and you pull the car over, and it's dark, and you're scared. And so you reach over in your glove box and you take out your flashlight. And you get out of the car, and what you do is you walk over to the hood of the car and you lift up the hood. And you take your flashlight and you start looking in there. Oh, there it is. There's a clamp that came off that hose. That's why the flashlight revealed the problem. Then you take that exact same flashlight. And you walk to the back of the car. And you open up the trunk. And inside the trunk is a toolbox. And you look around there and you grab around and you grab a a tool. And then you take that and it fixes the problem. The flashlight revealed the problem and the solution. And in the same way, the Word of God, the law, the law, that thing that doesn't save us, the thing that is insufficient, it reveals to us how lost we really are, but it also points to the only thing that can save us. Stay stay with me, stay with me. Let's read this. Galatians chapter 3. Take your Bibles, take your Bibles. Galatians 3, verse 21. If it can't, but if it could... If a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. Verse 22. But the Scriptures declare that the whole world is a prisoner of sin. So that what was promised being given through faith in Christ Jesus might be given to those who believe. Verse 23. Before this faith came, in other words, before salvation came, you know, it was always the law, but now Jesus died on the cross, and now we're saved by putting our faith in Jesus. Before this faith came, we, the Bible says, we were held prisoners by the law. Lock, we were locked up. Until faith should be revealed. Verse 24. So the law was put in charge for the purpose of leading us to who? To Christ. That we might be justified by faith. Verse 25. Now that faith has come. Now that that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. I will explain this to you. I want to show you this diagram. And if I had more time, I usually call for 10 volunteers and I do this, I act this thing out. But I'm just, for sake of time, it's a diagram. Okay? Are you with me? You see those 10 numbers? Those are the Ten Commandments, which represent the 613 commandments. It's the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. For a thousand years, God put those rules in place. And those commandments, here's the word, they're basically guardrails. You know what a guardrail is on a road? It keeps you on the road because sometimes your car wants to go over the cliff, but that guardrail keeps you on the road. So those Ten Commandments are guardrails. And what happens is you're you're living your life. You're living your life, and God gives us these commandments. And they're in the Bible. Those commandments can't save you. Those commandments are there to help you, even though you don't believe they're there to help you. And so, you know, you're always wanting to break over the guardrail. You you want to worship other gods, and the guardrail says, no, there can only be one God. And then you say, I want to tell this lie. I just need to tell a lie. It'll get me out of the situation. And the guardrail says, no, 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 you can't lie. You cannot lie. There's no lying. Then you want to steal something because you need something. And, And it says, no, 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 you can't steal. You're trying to break through that guardrail. No, no, the guardrail says, no, you can't steal. And then you want to lust or you want to commit adultery. And the guardrail says, no, 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 you can't commit adultery. And then you want to covet. You want that and you want that. And the guardrail says, no, there's no coveting. Are you with me? And so as you travel down this road, these laws are there. The guardrails are there. The guardrails can't say, but what happens is they keep you in check but what they do is they point you to the only thing and the only person who can save you, which is Jesus Christ. Go back and look at verse 24 and 25 one last time. So the law was put in charge to lead us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. And now that faith has come, we are no longer under the supervision of the law. I want you to write this down. The answer is Jesus. The answer, I don't listen, I don't know what your question is, but the answer is Jesus. And when you leave here today, when you leave here today, you're going to hear a song that says, I don't know what your question is, but the answer is. Is Jesus. I have one question for everyone in this room. What are you trusting in for your salvation? Are you trusting on getting into heaven based on doing good deeds? Or are you fully trusting and believing in the grace of Almighty God? I have one story to tell you, but I want you to stand as I tell you because you need to wake up (laughs) and you need to know I'm serious about finishing. So there was this professor. He was an engineer. Brilliant man. Brilliant man. He had his class. And he rigged this thing up. Only an engineer could do this. He was teaching. The class was called the Law of the Pendulum. Everybody say the Law of the Pendulum. The Law of the Pendulum. And he had rigged up in this room a steel cable tied to the rafters with a 200-pound weight. 200 pounds. And he got the class. It's like moving a piano. They moved this 200-pound weight all the way over here and pushed it up and connected it to a something that would hold it here. And he got the whole class, and on this wall, they marked right where that weight was connected they put a, a big mark right there you see it and he said now watch this is the law the, this is the law of the pendulum we're going to let this weight go and it's going to go all the way out and some, swing all the way back it will never come all the way back here it will always stop short it's the law of the pendulum so they released the weight it goes all the way down it goes all the way up it weighs 200 pounds it reverses its place, comes all the way back, and as it's swinging back towards this line where it started, it stops about right here, and they put another mark as it goes back across. As it comes back, it doesn't come back as far, it comes about right here. They put another mark. It goes across, it comes back, a little mark. They keep doing this, putting these marks until eventually the weight is, is, is completely still hanging straight down. It's the law of the pendulum. He repeats this experiment five or six times. And finally, he asked the class, I need a volunteer. And one young person volunteers. Young boy comes up. They bring the weight up. They connect it. It's right there on that red line. He asked the question, how many of you believe in the law of the pendulum? How many of you believe in the law of the pendulum? Raise your hand it's a law it always comes back just a little short always it's a law and he brings the volunteer and he puts his nose right up on that weight and he says i don't want you to move you know the law of the pendulum it will not come back here and they let the 200 pound weight go And that weight goes all the way across, and here comes this 200-pound weight towards this kid. And the professor says, you've never seen a young person move so fast in all his life. (laughs) He hung in there as long as he could, but he just could not believe when that thing was coming at him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's one thing for you to sit out here today and say, yeah, I believe in the law, but, uh, but I believe in grace and that the grace is the only thing that saves me. But do you really believe that? Can you fully trust and believe and put your hope, your faith, everything within you, believing fully that the only thing that saves is the grace of Almighty God? don't ever doubt that don't ever run away from that don't be foolish don't let anybody bewitch you because what happens is we start to think the law is what saves we start trusting in things things can't save only Jesus can save
1: We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll free number, 888 818 4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888 818 4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. Our website again is liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com, Forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach.
3: We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing rediscover a simpler faith in our complicated world. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, one thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing the book that could finally change everything.
1: I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.